0: And now for something completely
1: different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's wild and wonderful. What's gonna happen? We have no idea. Let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Can I get a Wowser Bowser Wednesday? Because God's in charge of this crazy bus called the Christian Journey. First, oh, you're gonna be you're gonna be challenged on this. What was the mission of Jesus? If you ask someone who doesn't know Jesus from a paper bag, they will say to spread love. Wrong. The first time love is mentioned in the New Testament is almost a third of the way into the Sermon on the Mount. And God's definition of love is not,
0: love is love.
1: No, it ain't. So the mission of Jesus Christ is identified at the beginning of the New Testament. It is clear. It is unmistakable. And if someone tells you otherwise, they have a diluted knowledge of Jesus Christ. The mission of Jesus Christ is to save people from their sins. Bam. Next, but so much confusion is attached to understanding what being saved from sin means. There's a valid point there. And the reason is that salvation cannot be put in a box any more than the author of salvation can be put in a box. Nevertheless, we need to certainly understand salvation or what God is trying to inform us in regarding being saved or regarding being saved. And if salvation came from us, by the way, as opposed to a gift from God, the Lord would have made our Savior a banker, But he didn't see, he would have made him a banker because that would be so that he could teach us how to have a positive balance in our morality bank and suppose a negative balance. But that's not what he came to do, he came to save us from our sins. Get that? And finally, what can we say is that the reason that God offers the gift of salvation is simply this He does it because He loves us, He loved us. He loves us, and he will love us. But that's only from our perspective. From God's perspective, listen to this. Here's the big last line. His love never moved. David
0: Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience.
1: Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Nice. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities. So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now You can email us during the show. That's kind of cool. David at So I'm going to check it right now. Yeah, okay. David at hemisincrease.org You can text us during the show, 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. Or you can call us. Now, you'll like this one. You can call us at nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. Now, I'm telling you, warning you, I'm telling you ahead of time that when you call 972-445-0770 besides the earth shaking something amazing takes place because you will be talking to dynamite d hello
0: lucky person you got the number right because you are talking to kid a dynamite.
1: dynamite all right dynamite d here's the best one ever talking to dynamite d is like thanksgiving dinner with no drama
2: That is a great one, actually.
1: (laughs) Thanksgiving dinner with no drama, please. Isn't that not? Is that just the greatest? All right, here's the bottom line. Maybe you've got an opinion, a thought, a question, or a comment. Maybe you've got something you want to share. Maybe the Lord's working on something in your life. You just want to share it with others. You have that opportunity. Maybe you've got a prayer request. You just need to be prayed for. You just want to pray for somebody else that's in your life, and you're just thinking, I just want to get prayer for this person. That's totally okie-dokie. That, by the way, okie-dokie is a theological term on this show. Bottom line, I've only used that twice, so that's pretty good. Bottom line is, oh, there's a third time. You have that opportunity to call. We're trying to follow Hebrews 3.25 and Hebrews 10.25 about fellowshipping with one another, strengthening one another, and blessing one another as we see the day approaching. Let me say this before we get into the trivia. I just want to add this one thing. We are going to be adding a new program or a new process in the ministry. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh. Well, we're gonna ha- we're gonna start creating buddy systems. And you're thinking, what's that? You'll understand. But we're gonna make sure that we can do the best we can to take care of one another and care carry each other's burdens. The Bible says, carry one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Wouldn't it be nice if you had somebody that's not currently in your word that you can buddy up with, that you can have them pray for you, and you pray for them. We just want to facilitate all of those opportunities. So we're working on it. It's birthed by my wife because she's much smarter than my, than I am. So, I mean, of course it comes from her. Uh, but I just want you to be aware that that's heading our direction. In the meantime, we'll give you this chance to answer trivia question because we don't slow down often in this show. And here is the trivia question, okay? It's going to be along the same lines, and this is a very easy one. Ready? How often should we rejoice? There you go. That's what I know, but that's the question. 972-445-0770 would be the number to call. 214-210-8483. That would be the text number. And then David at he must That would be the email number. Joanne and Cordelia get the pow pow on that one. Nice job, ladies. Very, very, very good work. Keep in mind on this show, there's a couple things we want to remind you of. It's not professional radio. <laughs> It's barely two cans and a string. It's just just enjoy it while you can. It's the David Smoot experience. Sometimes you got to buckle up, little campers. That's just what it requires. You just got to get through it, right?
2: Slightly better than internet radio.
1: <laughs> Mildly mildly better, Uh, like soft salsa. Anyway, so bottom line is, that's our trivia question. You guys can answer this one. It's not that hard. You guys can come up with the answer. How often should we rejoice if you're trying to figure out the location First Thessalonians 5.16? Okay, and if you want to use a different translation in this, because uh, the two questions away, I gotta make a caveat in regards to the the uh, translation. Sometimes you gotta do that. Not often, but most of the time when that happens, I'm kind of aware of it uh, before we go into it. Uh, please keep in mind the ministry needs prayer for you for wisdom in expanding. We just talked about the buddy system, so please keep that in mind. And then the other thing I want to remind you about is podcasts. Podcasts don't seem very important, but they're there to be a blessing. And hopefully, if you get just kind of stuck or whatever the case may be, you can listen to a podcast. We're trying to coordinate it so you could search podcasts by topic, but having a very difficult time coming up with that. But just uh, be aware that podcasts are always available on the website anytime you go there. Let me do this teaching. I want to make sure I get it right. If I do anything wrong, I apologize now. Uh, trivia question again. How often should we rejoice? That's the trivia question. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770 or text 214-210-8483 or send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. Here you go. This starts everything. Ready? Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 through 21. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. Oh, so it's like a Christmas message. Yeah, only it's Thanksgiving. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Okay? Everybody got that? Okay? The mission of Jesus Christ is say to save people from from their sins. It's to save people from the pain that their sin causes, the separation from God that the sin causes. Jesus' mission was not to spread love. I know, I know. Oh, you can't say that. Not only can I say that, but it is biblically a fact that the mission of Jesus Christ was to save people from their sins. And if people don't like it, it's too bad. They're they're obviously worshiping a non-biblical Jesus, which the Bible makes reference to if you were not aware of that. So you get down to the mission of Jesus Christ, and we are a people that are being saved from sin, from the pain of sin, because sin creates a lot of pain, which is why even James and John talk about healing for sin for believers, but also for the separation from God. So then the question leads, normally, normally, the question leads to this, well, are we saved? Now, how many times is that that question comes up? And I'm gonna give you the answer. And yes, I've preached on this before, and yes, I'll preach on it again because it's what I do, it's, it's who I am, it's how it goes. Here's the question Are we saved? Ready? You ready for this answer? Okay. We have been saved, we are being saved, and we will be saved. Ooh, that's pretty good. All right, now we do have somebody calling in. We'll have them grab on the trivia. But listen to the question. Are we saved? Answer, we have been saved, past tense. We are being saved, present tense. And we will be saved. Don't you love that? We're going to talk about the different aspects of salvation, and I've said this statement before, and it's still true. If you listen to this whole message and get every point really well, you just skip two full years of seminary, so you should probably do that, because it'll save you a ton of money. I should know. I've done it so many times. It's kind of ridiculous at this point. Uh, Okay. We do have somebody who wants to answer a trivia question, so let's, at this point, send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to?
3: Um good day, David.
1: This is Deborah. Hi, Deborah. Wonderful to hear your voice. I certainly hope you're gonna have a fantastic Thanksgiving. Thank you. I hope you all do too. Yeah. Noelle has to work. Is that a drag? It's, like, it's such a bummer. But then I get to watch the lions lose, so there's something good about that, I suppose. <laughs> okay. All right, here we go. How often? Should we rejoice? Um, I think it's always. That is correct, (laughs) Armando! The reason is because we should rejoice always is because it's not like God stops being God when we're going through tough times. He's always there for us, always faithful, always bringing us through, even when it doesn't quote-unquote feel like it, Right. Yes, sir. That's the big Hey, key. you know, I just wanted to make
2: a comment sure. about what you were just uh, talking about in the Scripture. Uh-huh. Um, it, the Hebrew name of Jesus, which is Yeshua, actually means God's Savior.
1: Exactly, and you know what that—that's a derivative in the Hebrew—is Yeshua, Yeshua, oh, okay. Yeshua. Then that's God saves. That's exact. You are so. That is brilliant. I should have you in the studio. That's exactly <laughs> right because that's the whole purpose of the name. That's the whole purpose of his mission. <sighs> <laughs> okay, well y'all have a happy Thanksgiving. Alright, God bless you. Thank you so much, God bless. Okay. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Alright, we're gonna take our break here. Excellent job. Excellent, excellent job. Just remember that, God save I mean that's the whole point. Okay, all right. Uh oh yeah, I gotta do my exit thing. All right, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM seven seventy, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
0: Since the dawn of the internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby or passion. Introducing Cow Punch Sites.
1: That's no bull.
2: Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station.
1: Oops, sorry. That's Cow Punch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull There, that's better. CowPunchSites.com dad. What is the David Spoon experience? What the issue is, is this guy hears the gospel from Philip... And in that presentation of the gospel is baptism. That is not not negotiable in the sense that there's no way you can remove that. And he responds by saying, I want to be part of this family. I want to be connected to this. I hear the good news. I want the grace and the mercy. I want to do whatever it takes to show my response, not just to you, Philip, but to the entire world. I'm a Christian. And that's what baptism does. And while I think it's dangerous to say, if you're not, you can never get in, because I don't believe that's correct. I also think it's dangerous to say, nobody needs to do it. That's incorrect, too. Your baptism is an open proclamation of an inward work. Don't you ever forget, the Lord requires that. If you've never been baptized, get baptized. Don't, don't, oh, i got to do it right this way. Arrange to get baptized. That's it. If you've never done it, you should do it because it's a declaration of your faith. That's the response to the gospel. You're saying by identifying going down and up in baptism, the end of you, the beginning of him in you. Okay. That just seems like it doesn't even seem like that's complex. I think everybody should just go, yeah, okay, got it. Welcome back to the David Spoon experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. That's Man 770 the truth station here in texas i gotta double check with dynamic he's on the phone for a little bit i do want to do the call we need to take oh we need to take the call all right guys so we're going to take this call and then i got something i got to read from somebody who texted in you can already tell this show is going to be like nothing like i thought you know it's not like god goes hey what do you think what do you think dave thinks about this i don't think that's ever happened all right let's send the caller through <laughs> knock knock this is david who am i talking to
3: Hey David, it's Annika. Hi Annika! Happy happy
1: Thanksgiving. Oh, and Happy Thanksgiving to you and Neil. How are you?
3: We're doing great, great, great. Can't complain.
1: Yeah, doesn't help when you do anyway, but I mean, I totally (laughs) understand that.
3: (laughs) You betcha. Hey, um, you had just said recently that your grandson, I don't know if it was Anthony, Isaiah, but anyway, that you had a grandson that just came to accept the Lord in his life. And so I had a question. Um, If you were to explain to a five-year-old, and basically you only had one chance to explain to a five-year-old the salvation message, how would you state it?
1: You know, what a great question, and my answer will probably be severely lacking because when Joshua, my son, first accepted Jesus, he was eight, so I had a few more years to work with him. However, Julianne and Jared are real... Very, very. Uh, what's the word I want to use? Bible grillers. They are like, <laughs> they're like really very, very committed. But the the way that they communicate the the gospel is they don't try. They didn't try to explain the Trinity because, quite frankly, people who are seventy years old are still scratching their heads. What they tried to explain is that Jesus has such a great love that he wants to be so connected to the person that he wants to live inside them by faith and then you can explain more about the holy spirit and how that operation goes further on but the reason that we tell people you know it's by faith is so that they can understand that because of Jesus they have a good friendship or a right standing with God, that through that takes place through Jesus Christ, and so if you're always pointing to Jesus and explaining that you you acknowledge that it's not as much, and this is where I disagree with some of the theologians, not as much there has to be repentance as much as there needs to be an acceptance and acknowledgement and a, a, that reception process. As many as as many as uh, believed in Him received and received the ability to become the sons of God. So I keep it. I would keep it simple. I would keep it Jesus-oriented. I would not get into theology, and I would talk about it from a friendship point of view. Okay, so keep it simple. Say yep. it again, keep it simple. Keep it simple. Do it from a friendship point of view. Point to Jesus continually okay. as the as the door. And, there, and here's a great illustration, and and you can use this. You, you have my permission. Okay, when somebody comes to their house, you open up the door for them. Well, heaven is God's house, and Jesus is the door. Open up the door. Uh, Open up the door, open it up, acknowledge Jesus Christ, and you will be in heaven's home. Okay. Does that help? heaven's
3: home. Yeah, I think that does. And then um, earlier, just now today, right before the call, you were talking about um, um, God's mission with Jesus was to save people but not to love, but then we have the verse that says for God's so loved the
1: world that he gave. That's his, mo- his right. Step. That's the motivation that God had to save the world. But the mission for Jesus was to accomplish that. In other words, God was motivated by love, but his actions were there to create a a, a not a reduction, an elimination of the barrier. Between mankind and God. What Jesus did more than anything else that people might not be aware of is he restored what was lost in the garden. In the garden, man sinned and that separated them from God. Jesus brought the garden back that's the mission. And then in that process, you start to reflect Jesus, and you start to operate in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, you know, uh, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those are fruits of the Spirit. Love is a fruit of the Spirit. But you first have to have that reconciliation so that, so that Jesus can be living inside of you, and that, that actually theologically takes place through the Holy Spirit. But that's why I don't tell that to a five-year-old, because that's That'd be a little tough. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Definitely, very good. That's very helpful. That helps also clarify um, what you're going into right now
1: for uh, me. Awesome. Thanks so much. All right, God bless. Have a and, great
3: Thanksgiving. And, and and let Noelle know that our thoughts are with her as she works
1: tomorrow. <laughs> she's she's such a trooper. You know, just, <laughs> they, they don't deserve her. That's all I'm saying. And I'm that's just going to leave true. it there. <laughs> yeah, I bet that's true. All right. Thanks so much. All right. So bye much. bye. All right. God bless. Excellent by Annika. Always a privilege to hear from her. She usually has some really good questions and really good comments, and she's just a delight. And I do want to read from Ginny. She said uh, she was thankful for the show, the website. She's the first person, by the way, to say she's thankful for the website. Uh, And the podcast, and she says, Happy Thanksgiving to the whole radio audience. I just want everybody to hear that. So, and, And I just want you guys to know, I know, you know, what we want to do is we just want to keep creating that communion and that connection. So now, you just heard Annika asking a question about sharing it with a five-year-old. I would suspect that maybe she might have an opportunity to do that at some point, and then you want to be praying for her that the Lord opens up that door and gives her the words of wisdom to say what needs to be said. I would think that's what everybody want to do. Okay, that's just my, off the top of my head. I could be wrong, but probably not. All right, so um, I do want to finish this one little thing. Part on the teaching. We'll go a couple extra minutes because I gotta make sure you get this. It's really important for you to understand that in salvation, so now we're going into that adult realm again, there are three tenses. Ready? 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 All right. And most of you know this, but it doesn't mean you don't need to hear it again. There's the past, the present, and the future. Okay. The past. Is what's the past, the present, the present, future, future? Nobody's. You get that, okay? We're we're not quite the way the Lord is. He's interlendear. He works in and out of all time frames. We have a very specific time frame. We have a point of beginning and a point of ending in a uh, t- uh, temporary temporal kind of process. Okay. The first thing is from a past point of view. That's what justification is. We are saved from the penalty of sin. So what does that mean? Ephesians 2.8 says, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is a gift from God. Not from yourselves means it's not from you. (laughs) Not from yourself means it's not from you. Okay. Salvation, not from you. But Ephesians 2.8 makes it absolutely clear. It is by grace you have been saved, given by grace, received through faith. And this not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. You have been saved. That's past tense. That has to do, listen to what I'm going to tell you, that has to do with the penalty of sin. And then what you're going to find out is the other tenses have to do with the presence of sin and the power of sin. But first understand this before anything else is your position with the Lord. We were just talking with Annika. Jesus restored the garden and what was lost. We are no longer as we have acknowledged Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. We are saved by grace. It is received through faith. It is not of ourselves. It is a gift from God. And that through that we are saved. That's the past tense of salvation that has to do with the penalty of sin. Let me say this as cool as possible. Ready? In regards to penalties for sin, done. Eternal penalties, I should say. In regards to present-day penalties, we'll deal with that in a minute. Or deal with that in the next segment. But from a eternal, judicial perspective, you are Justified. Justification. Past tense. Done deal. Saved from the penalty of sin. Isn't that awesome? It's an awesome thing. You've been saved. How often, how many sins are you saved from? All of your sins. People are like, well, no, no, you're only saved up to the point where you accept Jesus Christ. That is not what it says anywhere in Scripture. Nowhere does it say that. You are saved from the penalty of sin. That's justification. We call that the favor. God does us a favor. He justifies us. It's through the redeeming work of Jesus Christ. We've been saved from the penalty of sin. Done deal. Hallelujah. The trouble... (laughs) You didn't think I was going to leave it there, did you? The trouble is that now that God has pronounced us justified and the penalty of sin is done and we are in a perfect position with God, now God pulls out this piece of wood called two by four and smacks you on the head and starts to make you look like Jesus after he's pronounced you innocent. So in other words, you accept Jesus, now God is molding you to look like Jesus. They should probably preach about sanctification along with the justification process so some people can know what's going on. That might be helpful. But let's just say it and I'm to just follow the bouncing ball. Past tense in salvation is justification. You are saved from the penalty of sin. Ephesians 2.8, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. When we come back, we're gonna look at sanctification, which is the present tense of sin. And your head might spin a little, but your heart will understand, your spirit will thrive. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM seven seventy, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Everything we What is
0: the David Spoon experience?
1: So you know what David did? He asked God again. And how did God answer? He answered him. God didn't go, you asked me twice. (laughs) Strike you with lightning. Strike you with lightning. It's like, that's not how this works. So the scripture says in 1 Samuel 23, 4, go check out your Bible. Once again, David inquired of the Lord and the Lord answered him. It's like, go, 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 go do your thing. Go, 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 go. It's okay to inquire more than once, even if there's an answer that you've got, because sometimes we look for reassurance and clarity and for comfort and from eliminating hearing mistakes. We're not trying to irritate God. We're not trying to fight against his will. We're not trying to be uh, disobedient. The Lord knows that. See, I think what happens is we'll do something, it'll be sincere action, then somebody else may hear about it, or you mention somebody, and the way they interpret it is different than the way God interprets it. When I come before the Lord, and he says, go do this, and I come before the Lord again and do one of those, are you sure, (laughs) you know, kind of thing, that's not me trying to be bad. And this is the same kind of thing that happens when you get into the 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 people that that uh, you know one group in Christianity is like you know you can't you, you can't ask for signs and ask for signs at all because it shows that you either have no faith or you don't believe Jesus is Messiah. Well first of all that's not true because God gave signs all the way from Genesis to Revelation. So that's just silly. The other part of that is people asking for signs like Gideon were just like going okay I'm just trying not to mess this up, right? What Jesus rebuked was the people asking for a sign to prove he was the Messiah. That's substantially different than asking God, I, I, "I just need to know I'm not doing this dumb." Right? I mean, and that's why what we do is we kind of pour into these rules and these reasonings, and it's like, you know what? Don't do that. Come before the Lord. Be yourself. You know, you don't have to. <laughs> uh, you don't have to posture before God. He already knows. <laughs> it's like, it's like you know, I just want you to know I'm not going to look up right now. Now, if you really feel that way, that's fair. But don't do that because you're trying to impress God because he knows you're trying to impress him. So then don't do that. Just tell him what's going on. Share your heart. Share your feelings. One of the things that I see about prayer, and this is a true statement. Some people say, well, people pray to get things changed. Uh, it's maybe better to say that we pray so that God changes us. That might be more accurate, so that we get into a surrender or a, a, a yielded position. It's not that you can't have faith, not that you can't pray, but um, what I'm talking about is coming and yielding and going, Just I'm just trying to get the clarity. I want to know what I'm doing is what you want to do. I think it's a, a very important element for people who are seeking wisdom just to be as earnest and honest as possible. If the Lord grants you a sign, the bigger problem about that is most of the time, like for Israel, they didn't believe it anyway. Oh, welcome back to the David Spoon experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where this is one of those days where I wish we had two hours instead of an hour and a half. I have just, there's so much to try and teach. Well,
2: when this show started, I knew it was going to go by fast in the first 10 to 15 minutes.
1: Yeah. It's just like amazing, isn't it? Just like. I cannot believe we're an hour deep, and I, you don't know how much I got to blow through. It's amazing. All right, so let's do this. I am going to ask a trivia question. You will have a chance to answer it. You guys will know this one. I'm obviously staying on the same theme. There's no nothing weird about that. Uh, Psalm with uh, Psalm 150. Finish this uh, passage. Let everything that has breath. Okay. I got to finish that. Nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero is the number to call 214-210-8483 is the number to text and then david at org is the email if you don't mind i will remind everybody to go to the website prayers and prayer requests and praise reports are available on the front page of the website plus on the website is a place to give plus if you don't give we could really use some giving seriously so please check out he hemustincrease.org Prayer request? He must Praise report? He must Looking to give to this ministry? He must increase.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He must He must That's how my stomach's going to feel after I eat all the turkey. <laughs> Great description. <laughs> That's pretty funny. All right, uh, the trivia question was uh, finish Psalm 150, where it says, Let everything that has breath, and then you got to finish it, okay? And we got somebody that's on the phone, so if you're going to text, you got this moment to do it, 214 210 8483, or send an email, david at org. Let's go ahead and send the person on through for the answer to the trivia question. Knock, knock, this is David. Who am I talking to? you were
2: just trying to get brother roger again to call in <laughs> with the with the easy ones <laughs> How you doing? i knew you were just trying to get me to call in that's it it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> praise the lord praise Please. the lord that is
1: it you are so so right let everything that has breath praise the lord now that what's really cool about that is that means everything that has breath and that means everything right oh my goodness what excellent job you're such a delight i hope you're going to plan on having a nice thanksgiving tomorrow
2: well well yeah i get to see a couple a grandson i haven't saw for a while and a daughter nice. for a while so yeah there's some good things but the i had some great great news today and right before that, I had. uh, We were talking about negative stuff entered into the conversation. Uh huh. And the person that I was talking to said, Well, you're just going to have to make yourself happy. <laughs> <laughs> I got rid of that negative conversation in a hurry because I made myself happy. <laughs> but the. Uh, The great news is that I have been praying for not a blood brother, but a brother that needed Jesus, and he's found Jesus, and he's going to, he's going to, he started going to a a cowboy church, and the cowboy church, he's going to join it and going to get baptized
1: amen what great great news that is absolutely outstanding great news to be thankful for that is awesome brother that is so good
2: yeah so and you know the god gave me that just in time
1: amen that's so good Praise it the Lord. Through, Good timing, it right? Comes
2: through just in time. That's right. Every time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: nice work. Excellent. In,
2: excellent. In, work. in the in the nick of time. The, he
1: he is so the he, owner he, of time. He, so yeah, he, he's his timing yeah. is perfect. Great job. You could
2: go on all day about this stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Well, you did a great job in the in the in answering the trivia and what a great testimony for people to hear. That was such a blessing. Yeah,
2: yeah I thought yeah, David Spoon needed Brother Roger again to call in with because I know the easy ones. <laughs> <laughs> and, hey, and I want to uh, encourage your teammate there. I really feel such a – like I've known him for a few years already and – I just want to encourage that to them that whatever, it's a, it's just a great thing that, that happens because God allows me to feel somebody's heart or see somebody's heart. And through the radio, I can feel his heart and see his heart, and he's got a great heart for God.
1: Amen. That's right. You 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 called it right. Dynamite D is a natural fit, right? I mean, that's a good way to yeah. say it. That's a nice way to say it. Very yeah. very cool of you to do, and you know how much we appreciate That's Some great stuff.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm I'm known as the encourager.
0: There you
1: go. You
2: you are you are Barnabas. Thank you. I I'll encourage a dead frog. There you go. Even if he don't have breath (laughs) Excellent (laughs) Thank the Lord Jesus for this day Thank you Heavenly Father for David Spoon's program He has gotten me from victory to victory in times in my life when I needed it And I just thank him for it in Jesus name, Amen Amen Well, Well, we
1: Thank you, brother. God bless you. God bless you. All right, we are had this is like one of those great shows. Right? I,
2: I think this is a show that God is saying, "Relax and let me yeah,
0: move Yeah, the I mean, I
1: can. I mean, I just. I mean, I'm not worried about the history. I have to tell this joke, though. <laughs> I just right. I have to. It's there's a requirement. I. It's because it's a Thanksgiving set of jokes, and I can't do it for another year. You know how long I have to wait for that? That's a good point. That's that's way too long. All right, I mean I'll just do a couple. All right. <laughs> Everybody just relax. All right, what do you call a running turkey? What do you call a running turkey? Fast food. Okay. All right. <laughs> hold on. All right. Hold on. <laughs> Why did the turkey cross the road? <laughs> this this could be one of the best jokes of the of the ages. Why did the turkey cross the road? Ready? He didn't want people to think he was chicken. <laughs> Come on, people. He, that's a good—you should tell that to Why did the turkey cross the road? He didn't want people to think he was chicken. All right, All right what did the leftover turkey say? We'll close with this. Make me a sandwich. Poof, you're a sandwich. Okay. Uh, all right, let's go back to the teaching. What a great job. I love stuff like this. All right, now look, I know there's a lot of, like, theology that's being tossed to this, so you have to bear with me. I'm doing my best to kind of communicate to you. But listen, super. it's super important. When you read Scripture, do you notice that sometimes it talks about salvation in the past tense, sometimes it talks about salvation in the present tense, and sometimes it talks about salvation in the future tense? The reason is simple, because salvation is past, present, and future. That's why it happens. Justification is the first one. It's the most important. There's nothing else that happens without justification. That's the past. That's the favor. That's the penalty of sin, God dealing with the penalty of sin. Now listen, here's point number two. This is the power of sin. So now that the penalty of sin has been uh, uh, dealt with, God is teaching us to overcome sin in our actual functional lives. That's why we have the old man versus the new man. This is called sanctification. The passage you would use for this is this. It says, therefore, dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. So on one hand, in Ephesians 2.8, it's like the salvation's past. You've been saved. But now it's talking about salvation in a present tense. What is that? That's the second phase in your salvation process. By the way, I wrote a thesis on this, and it has to do with this. Sanctification is being saved from the power of sin. It is a glory-by-glory process. The fact that God has justified you positionally, he is now making you reflect practically. And that is all through scripture. The fact that you said yes to Jesus, started the process, and now he's making you look more like Jesus. And that's why in the very beginning of your faith, you're all like, oh, everything is so great. Cotton candy and Skittles and everything's fantastic. And then all of a sudden the Lord starts going, hey, you can't do that. Hey, that's not okay. Hey, stop doing that. (laughs) Like, What happened? What happened to the honeymoon? What happened to all the funny stuff? What happened to all the fun stuff? Well, now you're in sanctification. (laughs) You're like going, well, that's not as fun as justification. You're right. It's not. But it's still a part of the process. People are like, wait a second. You're telling me that now that I am saved positionally from the penalty of sin through justification, I have to go through this next phase called sanctification, overcoming through the the blood of Jesus Christ and the redeeming work of Christ, overcoming the power of sin in my life? That is entirely what Romans chapter 6 is about. Not, it doesn't matter what they say. Doesn't all these people have theology? Oh, stop already! Okay, Romans six. Read the whole thing. You know what you're going to find out? You can overcome sin. You want to know why? Because of Jesus. You want to know how you got there? Because of Romans five and four. By faith you acknowledge Jesus Christ. That's it. There's nothing else to it. This is that so simple. Keep it easy. And what people want to do is make it complex. Oh, stop already. You're more like Jesus now than you were when you first started. That's a, There's a reason for that. You know, it's, you think about passages like, you know, like uh, talk about glory by glory. So glory by glory, we're being transformed into the image of Jesus Christ. You know what glory by glory means? I don't know if you guys remember, remember the Three Stooges. Remember? Slowly I turn, step by step, inch by inch. That's glory by glory. Piece, one piece at a time. It doesn't have anything to do with your position. It has to do with the practicality. Now you're reflecting Jesus, and the more you reflect Jesus, the better witness you are for Jesus. Oh, okay. So first you're saved from the penalty of sin, and now you're being saved from the power of sin. The first one has to do with say justification. The second one has to do with sanctification. The first one is the favor. The second one is the fight. What's the fight? You overcome sin. Does sin own you? No. How about that? You you don't owe sin anything. Maybe a punch in the eye, but I mean, that's it. You don't owe sin a thing. You are not stuck there. Okay? That's why that's important. I'll just read this one last passage, then we'll break. Uh, This is uh, Paul's reference in Ephesians 4. That, however, is not the way of life you heard. When you heard about Christ, you were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, and to be made new in the attitude of your minds and put on the new self. The scripture says put off the old, put on the new. By the way, the old is being corrupted, present tense. That's why whenever you go back to sin, it's just as bad as it always was. And what he's saying is you don't have to do that. That's sanctification. You have power over that sin. It does not own you. But the best part is the part that's coming up We'll take our break and come back because the best part is the last part, of course. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the True station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to
2: David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't
3: help.
1: Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune
0: in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around, even under his wings. Day and night they never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And you're thinking, that's a great verse, Dave. What does that got to do with Thanksgiving? Right? Because that doesn't have any application except for God is pictured here as always was, always is, and always will be. And a person who is walking in the dynamic of continually giving thanks is looking at their past with thanksgiving is looking at their present with thanksgiving and is looking at their future with thanksgiving because God has operated in the past the present and the future and you have a past a present and a future and when you look at your past and you operate with thanksgiving and you look at your present and you operate with thanksgiving and you look at your future and you operate with thanksgiving you're operating in those principles with God and if you look at your past with thanksgiving guess what you won't have. You won't have bitterness. And if you look at your present with thanksgiving, guess what you're going to have? A trusting and a confidence. And if you look to your future with thanksgiving, guess what you're going to have? A hope for a better tomorrow. All these principles operate if you will continually walk in thanksgiving on every aspect and element of your life. You won't be bitter, you'll be trusting God and walking in confidence. You'll be looking for a better tomorrow. You'll be operating in the principle of faith. You'll be honoring God and you'll be setting yourself free in your partnership with God how can that be bad Amen. how can that be bad I mean, blow my mind cry it out loud we should be thanking God for oh but this terrible thing happened but look how God brought you through it Amen. this terrible thing is happening but look how God is bringing you through it hey when they start shooting Christians look how God took you out and brought you to him I mean it's like it's all to, you can't escape this if you look at your life with the continual feast of Thanksgiving, you'll
1: have a continual feast.
0: The David Spoon Experience.
1: Oh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's man 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. It is absolutely Not in my control to pick the fills that take place in between the segments. And that fill, if you caught that at all, was talking about Thanksgiving, which is cool. Maybe that's why they picked it because it's Thanksgiving. But it was talking about it from the past, the present, and the future point of view. Just like we're talking about salvation. It's like, wow! Wow! That might not have been for anybody but for me. (laughs) I'll take it. It's like that stuff is the coolest stuff in the world. When something like that happens, it's like, what a confirmation. I love that. Okay, so uh, I'm going to do a trivia question, and we're going to do the history. We're going to get it all done, and then I'm going to do the last segment. So we've done the past. we are talked about the present. We're going to talk about the future. The past is justification, as you know, and justification has to do with the penalty of sin. The present is sanctification, has to do with the power of sin. And then in a second, we're going to talk about glorification, which has to do with the presence of sin. But we'll do that in a second. First, trivia question, along with what Annika asked, I think it was really kind of cool. Uh, John 3.16, you got to finish this for me. For God so loved the world that he gave. Yep, that's it. For God so loved the world that he gave. Please finish. Uh, if you know the answer, 972-445-0770. Uh, Joanna Cordelia, Pow Pow. They've been Pow Powin' all day. Nice job, ladies. 214-210-8483 for the text. And then David at org For God so loved the world that he gave. Got to finish there. In the meantime, let's do our history as well. Somebody's calling. We're still going to do history because why? Because I wrote it. So do history. Go ahead and let's play that song. <laughs> See, I knew somebody was gonna call it in, in a hurry, and that's why I wanted to squeeze history in. <laughs> this is, might
2: have been one of the shows we've had some of the most callers this show. There's
1: a lot of calls on this show. All right, uh, just so you guys know, I do think this is hilarious, and I do. I just kind of—it's only a couple of things. One, it's Eat a Cranberry Day. Yum. Yep. Uh, National Cashew Day, which is like nuts if you like cashew. Yum. Yum. It's also Doctor Who Day, if you know who Doctor Who is. I don't. Yeah, that's right. Don't worry about it. It's also known as Tardis Day. You don't need to know about that. Here's what you do need to know. 1897, at this day, the pencil sharpener is patented. Good invention. Yeah, I mean, somebody must have said, "Uh, I got to sharpen that thing. (laughs) You just want to know what happened. Well, how should we do that? Oh, I got this blade. Well, you keep cutting yourself. I mean, you just know something weird happened. Uh, 1919, uh, first play-by-play radio broadcast of a U.S. football game. Texas A&M beat University of Texas seven to nothing. Wow, well, who knew that? And then finally, 1988, hockey got a great Wayne Gretzky scored his 600th NHL goal. Pretty good. All right, somebody is ready to answer trivia questions. Send them on through. <laughs> knock knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. Hi, Gary. How are you? Oh, okay. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good today. We've had a fun show. So, you know, I like shows that go like this. But it went fast, brother. I just was like blazing through it. It's like, oh, we're done. Oh, my goodness. All right. You're so, going to
2: be off tomorrow and Friday. Yeah,
1: we'll be off tomorrow and Friday. i got a couple of good replays, but they won't be directly connected to Thanksgiving that I'm aware of, I should huh? say. <laughs> but they should be fun. And then I'll be back Monday. So, it's uh, if, if you're going to miss me, I'll be just a little happy, okay? <laughs> All right, my brother. Finish this verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, so whosoever
2: believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life.
1: Amen. That is the gospel in a verse, and that is a great, great job. That's what people need to remember. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave that... that Proof of that love was in that sacrificial giving. They need to know that. Yep, exactly right. Thank you. Excellent, excellent job. I wish you an excellent day, an excellent uh, holiday. I hope you get some good rest and good refreshment, and then hopefully I'll get a chance to talk to you on Monday. Okay. God bless you, and happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving to you, too. Happy Thanksgiving as well. All right, excellent job by our brother Gary. Always an excellent, excellent job. All right, only got like three or four minutes left, so let me just finish. You guys will get this, okay? So we talked about the the favor, the fight, and now we're going to talk about the future. The favor is the justification. We're saved from the penalty of sin, past tense. The fight, sanctification. Being saved from the power of sin, present tense, that's the old man versus the new man. Got it. Nothing, Nothing overly complex. But yet there's not another passage that talks about salvation from the future perspective. It says this, Who through faith are shielded by God's power, 1 Peter one five until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed at the last time. So there's another salvation that's in route. So you have a past tense, a present tense, and a future tense. Well, what's the future tense? The future tense is what we call glorification. And that means that we're saved. Not only have we been saved from the power, not only have we been saved from the penalty, but we'll be saved from the presence of sin. And that's what it's going to be in the new heavens and the new earth. There won't be any more sin. The eye has not seen, neither has ear heard, neither has entered into the hearts of men the things that God has prepared for them. And so the understanding of it all is to grasp that we have been saved positionally. That's the penalty of sin. We are saved from the power of sin that's our sanctification and at some point when the lord returns or we go to the lord or however that's going to come about we're going to be saved from the presence of sin in the new heavens and the new earth and there will be no more tears there'll be no more weeping there'll be no more problems because we'll be in the eternal So there is a past, a present, and a future for salvation. For those looking for the scriptural reference, Ephesians 2.8 is the past. Philippians 2.12 is the present. 1 Peter 1.5 is the future. It's the favor, and the favor is being free from the penalty of sin. The fight, that's being free from the power of sin. The future, that's being saved from the presence of sin. That whole process is justification then sanctification, and then glorification. That is all part. Listen to what I'm going to tell you. This is where people get all messed up theologically. This is all part of the salvation package. When you got saved, it wasn't as though Jesus was lacking anything, but it is as though many of us were lacking opening up to jesus in so many different ways that we can open up to jesus so really as i was praying today and i'm sitting there you know i, I spent a lot of time with the lord i mean i'm i'm really happy about that in fact i got an anniversary coming up february 1st to be 25 years where i haven't missed spending an hour with the lord every day for the last 25 years it's just like i'm so excited i'm more excited about that than almost anything on the planet But what I prayed, and the reason I bring that up is because it's doable. Instead of people saying, well, you can't do that. Yes, you can. Of course you can. You can make the commitment. You can do it. You can breathe. You make a commitment to eat every day. You can do it. Here's the thing that I told the Lord. Out of all the things that I want for this up and coming year, I always come up with some stupid thing. (laughs) I always tell the Lord, like last year was supposed to be the year of recovery. Yeah, that didn't work out so good. (laughs) So I said, I decided this year I'm not going to say something stupid like that because I already know that's not going to happen. So this is what I told the Lord. You know what I want, Lord? More of you. And that is the salvation process, that inside of you, you just want more of him. It's awesome to be saved from the penalty It's awesome that you are power over sin It's awesome that we're going to be saved From the presence of sin But you really want the answer It always comes down to the same thing Eric and I just texted this before we went out of town the other day The answer is always more of God That's salvation Jesus came to set us free From that separation That sin caused That is a real reason to be thankful. Okay? All right. I didn't do the math, so I'm not telling you how many hours, but I will tell you this as we exit. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Going to take a one, two, three, four-day break, and then we'll come back. More insanity with Spoonanity. We'll talk to you then. Happy Thanksgiving.